Hey guys, so this is the special episode that was promised that is dropping now. If you can just bear with us, there were a few connectivity issues in this episode. So there are moments where the sound will fade in and out, but they're very brief and there's just a few moments throughout the episode. Thanks. Enjoy. Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to a bonus episode of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right. Um, if you listen to Monday's episode, our normal episode, episode 151, you heard that we were dropping two episodes this week because I had to have on the BFF, the homie KG, because politics is his, his thing, sports and politics. Politics ain't my beast, so you got to bring in the experts. <laughs> you didn't go that far, uh, but I'm here. <laughs> you could totally be a pundit. I could, but, you know, listen. Uh, you totally much, could do it. Time. I mean, I spend most of my time doing that anyway, so I Like, you're my pundit. Paper. I, like, get most of this <laughs> shit from you, because I'm like, so, like, fuck all this shit. Um I don't think we have explicitly talked politics on this podcast by design. No, I just came up. Yeah, I think it'll just be little things, but I felt like everyone keeps saying this is the greatest election of our, or the most important election of our generation. So uh, I feel like we had to do something, but I definitely, I didn't want to overload my audience because, I don't know how we ain't ever done no politics shit. So I'm not sure how y'all feel. So I figured we'd wait till after the VP debate and we can kind of discuss both in one shot. So initial reactions. I mean, compared to the shit show that we had, you know, a week, what was that a week ago? A week and a half yeah. ago, something like that. It was, this was calm. This was normal. This was, um, kind of what I expected, um, which I think, you know, for me, is kind of what I wanted. I wanted some, you know, a actually, you know, a quality conversation, you know, even though, you know, some of the topics, you know, might have gone a con. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, off kilter, you know, some people say, but I, you know, compared to, compared to last week, this was night and day. So I, I, I'll take it. I will say this. I have my immediate reaction was, how come the vice presidents get to sit down? It tends to do that. And I think they have I remember the choice. That, yeah. yeah, I remember that with Tim Kaine and... Tim Kaine, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, how come they get to sit down? Because you would think those old motherfuckers running for president would want to sit down, but... Yeah. And um, I, think, um, I think Kamala wanted to stand up, but Pence... Request yeah, I, I was like, it has to be account. some type of strategy there because I feel like she would want to exert herself. Like, I'm not a woman, but I'm a woman, but I'm not a woman. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he knew she would have dug into his ass if. Yeah, even I think she would have been even more, more aggressive. Yeah. I think she'd have been more yeah. aggressive if they were standing up, honestly. No, for sure. Um, I will say last week's debate was. You can't even really describe I, it. I don't even know what that was. It was just a waste of my fucking time. And when you think about that, was, that was last Tuesday, Monday? Was it last? Mm, whatever yeah. it was. How much has happened since then? Like the entire the White part. House has COVID. And which is, which is I'm, I'm glad that we didn't do that one because we had to be like, God damn, we got to record another. Yeah, you know? we would have to waste it. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't. I'd have been pissed. 
And so now I'm going to knock this conspiracy theory out already before we start and get into like substantive stuff. I was like, let me just knock this part out. Um, Pence has COVID. Yeah, his eye. I don't know what was going on there. Um, It was either pink eye or something. But pink eye, Um, I Googled it. Pink eye is a primary symptom of COVID. Is it really? Yeah, I Googled because people were talking about it on Twitter. So I Googled it. Mm -hmm. And very credible medical sources stated that pink eye is one symptom of COVID. So I don't think it helps. The goalposts for this shit change every week. It does. I don't know what the fuck this disease is uh, or virus is. (laughs) But yeah. It changes every week we're pushing. I really do feel like the deciding factor in this election should only be COVID at this point, right? I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything more, I guess, more of an October surprise than the administration who has denied, call it a hoax, it's not real, um, for the entire administration to catch COVID. No, I mean, seriously, like, I, I think, you know, if if you believe in God, you know that this is a sign from God. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no way, there's no rhyme or reason behind it. Like, we are, like she said, 27 days away from the election. And your whole administration, the whole White House, the staff, Everybody. the security person, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of moving around. And you spent eight months, seven months, basically denying the whole thing. I mean, it is such a poetic justice that I've never seen delivered in lifetime like this. It's amazing. And I want to say she came out the gate very strong with saying this administration forfeited the right to the election and this was the greatest failure of an administration ever. And Yeah, and I mean, from a debate standpoint it obviously set up early i wish they would have kind of layered that in a little bit you know towards the middle because i feel like like that was a win for her like there there's nothing really that he could say there's nothing he could kind of come back and be like yeah well no 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 this is this and this nah your president is on tape um (laughs) we (laughs) like we have the facts like we we heard it nigga Yeah. yeah we have the numbers you you basically question your your health professionals for the past five months, you use this as more of a prop to be able to get up and speak to the American people every day when you weren't actually doing anything. Like you literally, you killed your, you started the the destruction of your campaign by getting up every day on TV talking about this that way and you're doing nothing. Like, that seems like years ago that they were doing exactly. these briefings. Like, good every God, day. this year is so long. And I every think day. too what... Kamala did very well was putting the response into everyday layman's terms. She brought up how everybody was acting over the motherfucking toilet paper. Like toilet paper was yeah. scarce. She exactly. Said, she mentioned, you know, you all the loved ones lost. You go into the funerals. Like, I'm like, that was a per whoever wrote that line for her, kudos to you, because I thought that drilled home for me, because I'm like, yeah, I was really out there looking for toilet paper. <laughs> like, <it was> yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I, I think, you know, speaking as her, like most people would have loved to have heard the truth earlier. Like, here's the thing. Most people on our side, you know, and I'm not going to, liberals, if you want to say, <laughs> um, you know, we took this shit seriously from the beginning. 
but I think there, from a from a national standpoint, the the entire base would have benefited from hearing the truth. And you sugarcoated it and kind of bullshitted around the entire concept of COVID for still, like until you got the shit. Based, I mean, and literally, <laughs> and even still the spin on him getting it, it's still kind of like, well, it's not that bad. Like, look, I survived and I got, I'm good. I beat it. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. Like yeah. this man is insane. And to me, it is wild that we're this far or this close to the election finally. I didn't, first of all, I didn't think anything could beat the 2016 election with how exhausting it felt leading up to it. But this one takes the yeah, cake. But I just feel like, <laughs> like, I just, I just want this to be over. I, I just, I just want to go cast my ballot at, in person because I'm not trusting that mail shit. Um, mm-hmm. I just want this to be over, honestly. And I just do not understand how we're this close to the election and there's still people who are undecided. Like, what the fuck are you undecided on? Like, what, what is there to decide? I don't, yeah. I, I'm not, that's, I don't get it. So, you know, I'm not going to get too much into the weeds of like the numbers and polls and things like that, but I think- you're the, a geek. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. I think the good thing that we can take from this election cycle is that the undecided percentages are low compared to 2016. Okay. So I I don't want to, you know, obviously, but I feel like it's around four to 6%, somewhere around there when it was a little bit higher in 2016. So I think that's, I think most people have determined and know clearly which way they're going. Like it's not. You know, I honestly think like listening back and not showing any bias I think Kamala walked away with the more talk, like sound bites that'll get shared than him. I think he got a few in there that Fox News will definitely run with. But I think overall, like the greatest administration failure, you forfeited the right to reelection. Um, she had another one about the vaccine. Like if Donald Trump says take it, no, but if yeah. scientists do, sure. Yeah. <laughs> she, has, she has the gifts and she has the means. The goal you know, at least from my perspective, for him tonight was to kind of rein back in the loss, the losses that they were, they were losing a lot of like your 60, 65 plus, like a lot of those voters because of COVID are like, hey, this is a shit show. We can't have this, you know, we're dying, we can't see our families, all of this other stuff. So all of that kind of came into play. Um, so if you see recent pollings and things like that, that age bracket you know, is normally like a, you know, lock and step. He had that. In fact, he's losing that base. So the difference tonight was to kind of like rein that in and mm-hmm. try to like bring back some level of normalcy. So because yeah, I felt like he was win. just talking to the base, like. Yeah, and that was his goal. You know, right. that was his goal. You know, he wasn't. He didn't want to answer. You, he so let's get this shit. straight. He didn't answer. He didn't answer one question he tonight. Didn't and, and I'm not going to say. And I'm not going to be one of those people to say, "Oh yeah, Kamala asked, answered every single question because she, she did." She didn't. She pivoted a few times yeah, too. She pivoted, which is fine. That's part of the debate. But he didn't answer one question the entire no, night. He had a list of talking points that yeah. he had to ring out, and he yeah. did it. I will give him a kudos 
for skillfully bringing up the looting and the rioting. I thought that was, I knew he had to say it, Mm -hmm. but he skillfully weaved that one in there. (laughs) So he did a really good job about that. Um, I think they both, there was, there was a point in the debate where um, he, he pivoted and focused back on her packing the Supreme court. Um, I thought that was well done. And then, you know, she kind of came back about the federal judges um, and not having that was black a judges. Sparring. So I thought for them, that was, they, they was played well. Sparring. Both of them yeah. did very well in that, that, that whole pack. But neither one of them answered the question during that point because that was <laughs> no. not the talking point. That was um, not the question. That was not the talking point. Um, I think you'll see, you know, at least for me, I think you'll see when they do polling probably in some of the swing states, you know, probably this weekend, they'll probably do four or five days or whatever canvassing. I think you'll see a little bit of a bump, but I don't think it's enough. Um, to make up you know, lost ground. To make up lost ground. And I think, like I said, you know, a lot of people really don't, you know, really are not like, hey, yeah, let's get into polling this year because they think that the polling was so off. Um you know, in 2016. So, it was off, yeah, but... Yeah, because that's my thing. Like, I don't yeah. trust that shit. Like, yeah. I mean, even though I was one of those people who in 2016 said Trump was going to win, um, mm-hmm. I did not think Hillary was going to win. Um, I'm still not convinced that he's lost yet, which even though I know you send me the polls every morning and I look at them, I'm still not convinced. I like, I will not believe it until the election is called. Cause I just, I don't trust it. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think you should, but there's a lot in play that kind of pushes, that makes this different from 2016. I so <laughs> I, I think, there, <laughs> I think there's a lot more. There's um, you male, female aspect you have, like there's, there's probably six or seven things that happen, you know, within the the Clinton King campaign that gave him, you know, from Benghazi to emails to oh, the fucking emails. Hack to her calling them deplorables to the Comey they are letter. Deplorable. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> uh, to the Comey letter eleven days before the election. I could beat that know? nigga in his face. Yeah. I forgot about that actually, yeah. the Comey letter. You know, all those things people had people were looking for reasons to hate but not her. vote for her yeah. pretty much and, and um, yeah I, I and i'm i know it, okay let's go here because this is not really a political thing what is up right now with these black men who are i don't want to say pandering to trump i don't know the word i'm really looking for but we have these very high profile men in particular and I think in the last election, it was like 13% of black men voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. I think that number is going to be closer to 25% this time. Something ain't in the water ain't right. <laughs> but you have people like Diddy talking about the vote is for sale. You got Ice Cube out here spilling bullshit. And then during the bait tonight, Scarface tweeted, I like Pence. He looks like a statesman. I'm, I'm not sold on black men showing up for like and you shouldn't be yeah i'm not Um, so the trump campaign has particularly targeted black men 
because all right let's um i don't want to demean us um but overall uh black women are more level-headed um and more intelligent when you get into the political game okay um black men can be pandered to um as well as feel as if they will have a seat at the table um if they're talked to i mean he literally had an event with, and shout out polo to dawn like when's the last time you fucking heard polo to dawn's name first of all yeah. let's start yeah. there and it's like this great hip-hop producer like what the fuck am i wa- like i'm really i think i'm gonna side eye black men more than i'm gonna side eye white women because i think the last time you were on the podcast we were talking about how i don't trust the white the 53 percent Mm-hmm. I still think we're gonna. It's gonna be still around that number because they're really playing up the suburban fear. The niggas is coming to your neighborhood and lowering your yeah. property value, and they're gonna loot and burn everything down. But black men, I, I, looking at y'all, funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I personally, and this is just me, and I'm more optimistic. I feel like the Roe versus Wade debate weighs more within the white female community than the idea of possibly looters and things like that coming into your neighborhood, things like that. Okay. I I think that one is a game changer, and I'm hopeful. So what were we at, 53% did we say? Yeah. I think Was that 53? 53%? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you... Literally from a numbers game, you just need to drop the numbers down just a little bit. Just a little bit. So even if 49% go, we should be okay, is what you're trying to say? You can get 50 and increase the turnout within other demographics, and you can make that up there. Okay. Plus, I think I think Trump is losing some older voters. I think we're going to see a trickle away from there. Um, and I think the black turnout will be better this election. So do you think the black turnout is going to be better because they're offering a few different ways to vote this time? Or do you think it's going to be better because black he- they, they've engaged black people more in a different way? Hmm. Because I do think... I've seen kind of pandering on both sides because then it was the the stripper video. It was like, get your ass out and vote, which spectacularly responsible ratchet, but I've never seen anything done like that before. No. And they did it on their own. Yeah. Which was, (laughs) listen, I I appreciate it. The DNC could never come up with anything that cool. Like, (laughs) like they would never in their mind even think about something like that. when you say about black voters, I feel like the engagement is up. I okay. think the I think the drive from black women uh, to push people to vote is up. I think the conversation is up. And I also think that though we may not like for people that are, you know, into the weeds and kind of pay attention to this stuff and are not really affected by ads and things like that. I think when you have ads that are popping up on you, on your Facebook feed, on your Instagram feed, 
on TV about calling black men super predators and tying that to a candidate, yes, that impacts that impacts your turnout. Because now that you mention it, I have not seen one political ad. Oh, that's good. Like now that you mention it, like on Instagram, Facebook. So I guess they realize, like, oh, we know how you we're not wasting no money on nothing that she. <laughs> but I can't. I, I can't even say I've seen a, t- a TV commercial. But I also don't watch a great amount of television. But so I get a lot from like the senatorial campaigns because like I get money. You to them, donate so money. Then, yeah. So then they'll they'll track me to other senatorial campaigns that are like within that same threshold and like want me to get money based off that. Um, but yeah, I don't like today, you know, Trump announced that he's like cutting his ads in like Wisconsin, some like Rust Belt states, like he's, he's pulling back some of his ads, like he's either hemorrhaging cash or something, or he knows something. So, cause my, okay. So my thought would be, if he's not spending in Wisconsin, then he must know we lost it. So move the money somewhere else. Okay, this this <laughs> is gonna come back to haunt you. This this may come back to haunt me. What 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 day is this? This is uh, October seventh. October seventh. Um, I personally think that Trump is gonna get his ass handed to him on November third. Like I think it's gonna be. I Look, think it may be one of the largest blowouts. Here, you know what, Kenny? History. Here's my hope. I really do hope that it is a blowout. This does not drag out for weeks. I hope that it is enough votes that come in that night, but they're like, fuck it. <laughs> we can call it now. We don't even yeah. got to count the rest of this shit. Yes. That is really my hope. Yeah. I will say that you might. Let's hope your streak continues because on December 5th, 2019, <laughs> 2020 is going to be the wildest year of our lifetime. And you were absolutely correct. So let's hope that your Negro Dama spirit holds true. And you are absolutely correct because this asshole so. has to go. Like, I, I just, I can't even imagine if he won four more years what could happen like i just i don't think you want to imagine that i don't i can't can't even grasp it and then part of me thinks like it's really two-sided i don't think he likes being president (laughs) i think he likes um the respect air quotes that the office gets some of the perks that come with it but he doesn't like the job of being president but at the same time he doesn't like to lose and so <laughs> I kind of feel like part of me is like, is he doing things to throw it? But he doesn't like to lose. So that doesn't yeah. make sense either. But this whole COVID shit, I couldn't figure out. I was definitely one of those people who truly believed that he did have it. Because what made me really believe it was when he did go to the hospital. Because he is about appearances and not wanting to be weak. Yeah. Him going to the hospital, I know he wouldn't like that. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, he really does have it. 
I do think they're lying about the severity of it um, and covering it up the best that they can. But I just feel like, is he trying all these things to be like, please don't vote me in, (laughs) but acting like he's campaigning? (laughs) So I don't think he, like you said, I I don't think he wants to be president. I don't think he has any interest in being president. I don't think he has any interest in serving the audience. I feel like he's going to use this. He's going to go either by OAN network or I think that'll probably be the easiest way just to kind of like filter his way in there. Cause he's like, depends on, it depends on the day if he's interested in Fox news, but I just feel like he's like that. That's the pack. Like he just, yeah. I mean, can you imagine what he'll be like? Because all of the former presidents have lived pretty dignified lives mm-hmm. afterwards. Can you imagine him as with the other group of former presidents? Like, will they accept him? I don't think he would come. Like, I don't think, I don't You're think like, he... What would he... What would he be doing? Because, like, I know um, their speaker, they charge speaker fees. They do all these speaking engagements. I mean... 43 has kind of laid pretty low, just be doing his paintings on his ranch. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just I just can't even imagine how he even lives as a former president. I don't see him I don't see him conceding whenever the election is done. Oh, absolutely. I don't see him I don't see him or the first family or any of his cabinet attending the inauguration. Really? I don't see, I don't see any of that happening. I just like based off of everything he's shown us since 2015 in this political cycle, I don't think he has any interest in going through any of that. I don't think he wanted to do his own inauguration, to be honest with you. I mean, no, I think it is going to eat him up too, because if this inauguration um, happens, the ladies and that wear pink and green are going to flock mm. to DC in a way that mm. <laughs> I don't think anyone can imagine. And those inauguration pictures compared to his inauguration pictures are going to eat his skin. So you, you might be right that he probably wouldn't even show up. So then it's like, what does that even look like? Because when is the last time there's been an inauguration where the outgoing president didn't participate in these activities? Yeah. So I'm not even, I'm not even terrified. That doesn't even bother me. I would prefer him not to be there, to be honest with you. I am more terrified about the fact that there's normally a smooth transition. Like when we talk about transition, we're talking about literally everything, everything from the way that this government has ran. You want to move that over so that this government, the next government is able to come in and kind of easily move in. They are going to have to start from Everything's scratch. starting from scratch. Well, here's the thing. I will say this. It's not probably going to be complete scratch because this is Maybe where... Maybe FBI, like... I'm like, that's, this is where at the agency level where having career folks really pays off to, for yeah, continuity. That, that's the key. And yeah. also, I think, too, um, you... Uh, I was trying to say this in a way that uh, won't affect my nine to five. Uh, <laughs> that means don't say it. <laughs> yes, that's why I stopped. Um, but I also think too, it's like people don't 
real one most people in america don't even know how the government works right they don't even know the three branches of government so let's start there so these nitty-gritty details of transference of government most people have no idea how this works um at each branch i mean at each agency the cabinet level etc etc so most people don't even know how that works but but it starts um generally the day after the the winner of the election is decided. Yeah. Right? Normally, Normally, this year would be November 3rd. So yeah, November so 4th, transition they teams, would be meeting. Yeah. yeah, transition teams are put together. They're at almost every agency, major agency has a transition team, and they start working to make sure government continues to flow. Um, yeah, I don't see that going well. <laughs> the, the, only, <laughs> the only benefit that I see from the, and, and this is why I am, like this is the one thing that I'm thankful for that Joe Biden is the candidate is that I think that he knows like he That's what he's I was probably say. he's probably all, like he's already prepared they everyone have their for teams. the positions. Yeah, they have their ready. teams. And they're that's that's the other thing I was going to say all this shit like some of the shit you do believe like we don't have really have a choice in any of this stuff and why I do think he was pushed to be the person is because of that experience and the depth of his uh network mm-hmm. to kind of build that out and parlay because they're really just going into cleanup shop to have a fresh yep. start in 2024 we got to get back to normal like that's that, literally, that literally all they're, they're like a trash team a trash and recycle team is pretty much yeah. what they're going to be doing and so i just just look at like <laughs> I remember November of 2016 and I was still recovering from surgery it was very painful for me to get out of the bed at the time and my mom was exhausted caring for me and it's one o'clock in the morning and they're still reading off the map and I'm watching this motherfucking map turn red <laughs> and I'm getting sick like but I was in so much pain, I couldn't, the remote was far away that I couldn't turn off the TV. So I was having to be like forced to watch this shit. I really, really do not want to feel that feeling again. Yeah, I mean, I definitely remember because I'm like, I'm working the poll, so I don't really kind of know what's going on. And I feel like you texted me at some point in time when I was leaving, you were like, he's going to win. Yeah, I said it. I was like, <laughs> he's going to win. Like, I, yeah. when you were wa- just watching the map, I was like, this is over like and then but to literally watch it i think it was finally around like 2 a.m where i was like okay just get up out the bed i know it hurts get the fucking remote because i can't watch this shit no more and i struggled to get the remote i don't want to feel that again um i hope that you're listening to this you are registered to vote um, if not, your apps for the last two fucking weeks have been beating your head. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Every no single app be. on your phone has been beating your head to register to vote. Yeah. Which is no kind of wild because like these phones know what kind of porn I like. So y'all should know I'm registered to vote. Yes. And so please stop which telling is me this. Pretty crazy that in 2020 that our phones are able to do all this, but we still have to go. And I some states literally circle a bubble. Literally, why can't we vote on our phone? I don't yeah. understand why this has not happened yet. Because yeah. at that point, I, and, okay, also. So here, yes, go ahead, go ahead. I would say also antiquated shit. 
Do you ever think really they will ever get rid of the electoral college? I think we have. Hmm, I think we'll have statehood for Puerto Rico and DC before we ever get rid of the electoral college. Yeah, like I just I can't see those. That is the only way the GOP has any type of equivalency, I think mm-hmm. is the word I want to say. Yeah. To because it's, it's just not fair that California gets two and they have more people in that state than probably all of the states in the middle of the country. Yeah. <laughs> and then those those people get like 30 senators. Not fair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I'm I don't see um I put that on my list of things I don't ever see changing, but that it should change. Yeah. We might get student loan forgiveness before that. <laughs> Listen, I mean nope. we they got Biden to say it at that town hall. He did. He did. <laughs> and I'm gonna hold know, his ass to he, the fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, it's not the full boat, but I mean we'll take whatever we can get at this <laughs> point. Just send me um, a check. Yeah. Um yeah, I think there are a lot of things in play with this election. And I think outside of Joe Biden and Donald Trump, like there are a lot of things that are in play um, that I think people need to focus on instead of focusing on the particular candidates. So you have HR1 um, that, you know, kind of ties in with the ability to, you know, open up voting for more people. Um, you want to, like, there's no reason that. You shouldn't have automatic voter registration. You shouldn't. I mean, seriously. Like these things is 2020. Like we shouldn't have to go through all of this where, you know, people have to have a witness for a mail-in ballot and all of this, (laughs) you know, wild shit. When literally I have my cell phone here, I should be able, if I can get into my bank information and trust that that's okay, I should be able to be able to. Someone said before, like we literally can pay our, submit our taxes electronically. There you go. So why can't we vote? I just don't, I, all of the brilliant minds at Google and like, I sat here and watched a documentary about how these niggas built out social media to make me want the things I don't even want. And we cannot build a secure election election system. (laughs) And that, and, and that's where, you know, obviously, I mean, hopefully, you know, the, the lovely listeners of the, the Boonie Breakdown podcast are not those, the, uh, the hoteps that are choosing we love hoteps here <laughs> oh do we okay yes uh, <laughs> sorry the lovely no, hoteps we love, that are choosing we love some types of hoteps <laughs> that are that are saying that there's no benefit in voting and all that other bullshit like there's so many i mean things in play from healthcare to voting rights to abortion rights to like, it's just so much that is outside of just a particular, hey, I don't know about Joe Biden as this person. Who gives a fuck at this point? Excuse me, language, but like... I can't even <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who cares? Like, who cares? I mean, like, it literally is who fucking cares. I mean, yeah. I literally was saying, um, I haven't engaged in discourse with a hotep who had, was explaining to me their rationale for not voting. Um, I don't 
agree with it, but I appreciated some of the stances that they took because it wasn't just, um, this wasn't bullshit. I guess to me, it was something that they had a belief system in. And I wish I could see my face. Um, but again, I do not believe it and, and I will still be voting. Um, but people who just like, I don't vote because I don't. I'm also happy to see so many. Okay, I, I did um, kind of, not bash, but I went in on black men. I will also have been seeing black men like Tyler, the creator, and a few others who are like, this is their first time ever voting. Um, so there's a flip side of the coin there. So hopefully those numbers outweigh those black men who may turn up for Mr. Trump. But uh, I think there's a, the youth vote this year could be drastic. And I think so. I I think um, that's where the opportunity is because, and I hate saying this, but I say this in so many areas of life, because old people show up for a lot of things, mm-hmm. they we cater to them, mm-hmm. right? And they lead these discussions. And case in point, why Congress is so fucking old, why we have two fucking elderly ass men running for president, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, old people show up so they still get to run shit and make decisions for us, which is bullshit. Um, so I'm hoping, too, that... Um, younger folk, because we starting to get to middle age, sir. Oh, which is so disgusting. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like, in, in my hope is that the, that age range of, like, 18 to 24, 18 to 25, like, that age range really cares about climate change. Yeah. Like, our age range, yeah, we kind of care about it, but I don't think it is, like, we're not thinking like, about we'll it dead. as much. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not thinking about it as much. But that that group, like climate change really matters. Yeah. And you know, to get back to the debate, um, like he, you know, Mike Pence would not go into specifics if he thought that climate change was real. It was a layup question. Yes, he would the, not the climate is changing. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> He would not. He would not answer. Donald Trump a couple of weeks ago, when in California watching the shit burn the fucking flames, is like, yeah, no, it's gonna get cooler. Cool. <laughs> cool. Got it. Got it. Because like, I think it's just like, how does California still exist at this point? Every year, like millions of acres burn every year. And it's gonna get worse. Like the people want. Like they did, a, they did a whole thing on sixty minutes last week. Literally said that, like. Every part of California is going to burn. Yeah, at some like point in time. I don't know. I mean, California is amazing. The weather is dope. The be- well, the, the ocean is cold. But I don't know why you want to live there. Either yeah, you're going to fucking it. break off with the earthquake eventually, or the shit is going to burn up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just I'm like, how is there any California left? Because the shit is on fire every fucking year. Yeah. Um, so, so like, I mean, to them, and honestly what should be to us as well is like this shit is literally life or death and i think people like take that for granted but like the earth is is burning like it is it is dying and and i think it's too it's weird because it's like we always see those those doomsday movies yeah people not understanding that that could potentially be a possibility it could potentially happen um 
so yeah i even said like y'all can fucking throw me in flames right now i don't recycle but i said i was going to start (laughs) it's all i'll come to your house and pick the stuff up lord have mercy i mean you knew you've been to my house you know i don't recycle i know but still i mean i know and it's terrible um so i said i was going to start that was one of my q4 changes that i was going to start recycling there you go I'm doing my I mean, part. Do, do something. <laughs> do something. I mean, at least, you know, Baltimore got rid of the styrofoam, so, you know, you can't. Well, even, look, right now it's hard to recycle because they're not picking it up. That might oh, be yeah, difficult. you like that. I'm in that way. I got Mine gets I, picked up every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, so maybe that's when my day is, too. I got to check. <laughs> since every I have the both options. But, yeah, that is on my list of things to do. I'm going to do my part for the environment. There you go. And recycle. There you go. <laughs> and I'm telling and you, vote. people in the hood don't recycle. I didn't like. I know this is so terrible, but I thought that was white people shit. And I'm currently learning that it's a, it's a people problem. <laughs> it is. It is. A, it is a people problem. And um, we used to get. I mean, we went to the same school. I don't know if they did it the boys' school, but we used to get like points or demerits if we didn't recycle. Like if somebody caught us like putting paper in trash. And not the recycle bin. You got like a demerit or some shit. Remember that. Now, I mean, I will say like, I'm not like fully focused on recycling like every single thing. But, you know, if like a newspaper comes or, you know, something like that, I'll put that in recycling. Jugs and bottles. And yeah, stuff I'll like start that. with plastics and paper. Yeah. yeah. I also bought a few um, grocery store bags. Yeah, see, I haven't gone, I haven't went that far. Give me my. But it's so hard because it's like I have to take about the car, bring them in the house, put them back in the car. It's just too much. I need my plastics for the house. So, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what gotta, am I supposed to use the trash bags? I'm recycling a Trader Joe's brown bag to hold my Wegman's plastic bags. <laughs> so listen, I need my plastic bags so that I can put the trash in when I don't want to use a whole trash bag. It sounds like a win to me. Listen, All right, Mr. Moore, I'm going to let you get the final word out to the people. Uh, this is your election 2020 plea. Uh, vote in person, if you can. If your health allows it, vote in person. Get out there and make sure it's done. Um, if you cannot vote in person, uh, vote by mail and vote early. When you can get your ballot, get it done the same day. If you need a witness, do that triple check make put it back here need because they are looking for a reason to throw away your ballot um if you are in the state of florida and you happen to be listening to this podcast your vote matters a lot if florida can come out early and say that the democrats have won that's going to start the trickle effect for the night because a lot of states are not going to be able to start tabulating their mail-in ballots until after the election polls close. Florida is one of the lovely states that are actually going to be able to start tabulating theirs beforehand, so we should be able to get a gauge on early. So if you're in Florida and you're out there, definitely vote. Um, Vote early if you can um, and get everybody to know to vote too. Well, look at that. Um, I didn't even know that about Florida, so I learned something new. I'm going to say 
if I seen your ass smoking hookah, if I seen your ass on a plane, <laughs> if I seen your ass in Target, your ass needs to be in line and voting in person. I do not trust this male shit. Um, Cause y'all, y'all acting like the pandemic over. So go ahead and get your ass in line. Do early voting. You can knock it out the way quick. I will be doing early voting when my state starts in a couple weeks um, and get it out the way. Also, my state does not matter in the election. So if you live in the seven states that will decide the election, <laughs> please be sure to go vote. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, and I'm going to tell you who the fuck to vote for. Biden Harris <laughs> at the Booney Breakdown. We don't, <laughs> we're not leaving nothing to ambiguity <laughs> over here. And just in case you listen to this whole entire thing and you were still unsure, it is Biden Harris here. So. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Um, one more thing, Uh-oh. if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, there are a few senatorial campaigns that, for people that are interested, um, that I think $5, $10, $2, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, Reverend Warnock down in Georgia, uh, Jamie Harrison. South Carolina, um, we have the ability to also swing the Senate this year as well. Um, I think it's very possible, but it takes work. Um, so if you can um, get involved with those campaigns as well, um, and if you don't, if you're after you vote, if you can, or if you find a way, become a poll watcher because. These people are poll watchers paid. No, oh, Um, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know, but um, I mean, you might get a stopping at the end of the day if they really want to be nice, but that's really you know, they outside stuff that's their Um, discretion, yeah. But there is going to be a lot of intimidation at the polls, especially in In you know, for yeah, for our people that are in Pennsylvania, you've already seen um, it in Virginia, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, for our people, you know, there might be in Pennsylvania that um, is very limited early voting, that it's going to be a lot of same-day voting on November 3rd. Um, if you have the ability to kind of get out there, um, even if you are just volunteering to go out there and just make sure that no ruckus is kind of going on, all of this helps because it's a lot of crazy people out there. Um, and, yeah, they're not, uh, they're not with the, the shits and – uh, they need some people to kind of step back to them. So, well, there you go. That's all I got. All right. Well, that was it for this a bonus episode of the Booney Breakdown podcast. Again, we want you to get out there. Make sure you can register to vote. It's some deadlines coming up this week, so do not miss out if you're in those states. Um, and be sure, like we said, to go and vote in person. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcast on. You can leave some reviews. I'm not going to do my whole spiel this time, but follow us on social media. (laughs) Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. We don't make these pretty images for nothing. Have a dope-ass week. Stay safe, healthy, and sane. Please, please, please register to vote. Thank you for listening. And remember, the Ratchet in Me always honors the Ratchet in You. The Ratchet in You. Hey, look at you. Bye.